The topic of the conference this afternoon is so smart machines, generators and motors. And um, I'm with uh, Giovanni Raimundi because as for me, I don't know anything about so smart machines, but this is the expert of the field. Giovanni, you're director of R&T programs in Pittston for Saffron Electrical and Power. And you've been working in the field for 19 years now. Yes. Um, and particularly on airplane development, looking at the electrical system from the beginning. You've worked a lot with some clients on their system organization and optimization. So you have this habit, and I would say this conviction, uh, to think like a customer and to work with a, with a customer, with a client, at early steps of conception, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Do you hear Giovanni also? Um, yes? Okay, very nice. Because actually, this is the guy you want to hear <laughs> this afternoon. Um, so. Maybe to start, can you tell us more about the, the context of this smart machines development? Yes, so um, we have uh, two families of smart machines that uh, Saffron has been developing uh, in the context of the more electric and all electric aircraft, and particularly in the context of uh, electrical propulsion, okay. uh, for which uh, very much larger levels of electrical power are required than we are used to dealing with in the aircraft world. Um, so we are talking about applications that today um, use fossil fuels to fly. Um, they're technologies that have been developed and optimized over many decades. So we have a very high bar mm -hmm. to reach. We need the equipment to be very simple, or as simple as it can be, um, easy to integrate, and above all, light, um, because You're today... You're in competition with already very nice solutions, yes, actually. Yes, very okay. mature, very optimized technologies already flying. Okay. So, yeah. so this is the, the context, so great big challenge, I think, but yes. it is important because this development addresses two major issues, right? Yes, that's right. So there is a very significant drive now, and very rightly so, to improve the sustainability of aerospace over the long term, over the future decades. Yeah. And that really is to do with reduction in carbon emissions. So the electrical technologies that we're talking about ultimately will hopefully resu result in very significant reductions, both through improvement of efficiency of existing systems and also by displacing uh, carbon-based uh, fuels uh, and replacing them with hydrogen or even batteries. Okay, so the first issue um, is... So, so the first issue is, is really how to do that. Okay. Is how to displace these very effective uh, systems that we use today with something that uh, doesn't carry that carbon footprint. The other um, challenge that is coming, a uh, huge opportunity, is in the area of um, on-demand mobility. So we have companies like Amazon and Google and Facebook all looking at ways in which airborne vehicles can be used to increase their business and replace certain aspects of their existing business. 
And that is a huge driver. And there are many companies, I think, uh, well over 100 companies looking at creating airborne vehicles of that type. So two major issues or opportunities, the environment one and the other on new markets re, uh, yes. dealing with on-demand mobility. So uh, Saffron has an answer, want to seize this opportunity, uh, how? Yeah, so um, Saffron has a history of de uh, delivering electrical equipment and systems to aircraft of the traditional type. So uh, in order to address these new opportunities, we're looking at how to be able to deliver the significantly increased amounts of electrical energy at the right levels of efficiency and effectiveness. And that's both at the source and at the uh, point of utilization where electrical power is then converted into thrust. So we have two families of products. We have the engineer's product line, which is the electrical motors used for driving the propulsors. And we have the genius product line, which is the uh, generators, um, which can be integrated with a power turbine in order to deliver the electrical power to the system. Okay, so two lines in the same yes. family. Um, right. And can you maybe tell us more about some characteristics uh, technical yep. characteristics of so these families. I'm sorry, just a moment. Does we have newcomers that everyone has an audio guide? No, it's, it's okay. You're okay. Sorry, sorry, Giovanni. So that's all right. So tell us more about uh, these yep. two these two lines. So uh, both uh, genius and engineers are what we call smart machines. Mm -hmm. um, so they they're machines that are fully integrated. I.e., we take the rotating machine and we integrate it with the control systems and electrical power electro electronics uh, to be able to provide a power pod that will simply convert mechanical power into electrical power with no additional equipment required. Okay. Now, um, the advantage in doing that is that we simplify the electrical system. So we have equipment installed um, for more electric aircraft today. Uh, for example, right next to us here, we have some braking systems that use electric motors. Mm -hmm. The power electronics and control system for those is separate from the motors, and that's uh, done for several reasons, but it carries some penalties in terms of having to carry additional filtering additional cabling and additional mechanical structure in order to support those elements. And the smart machines is an answer and to that. And the smart motor, yeah. therefore, smart motor or smart generator allows us to significantly optimize the overall mass and volume of those equipment. Okay. Can you tell us some, some figures? Uh, I've read some amazing figures regarding the, the performance of these motors. Can you tell us yes. more about that? Uh, so those uh, figures are um, evolving all the time. Mm -hmm. um, today we are um, testing the first, I suppose, generation of those products. And um, we have, uh, for example, on the, on the stand over there, we have the Genius 300 smart generator, uh, which is rated at 300 kilowatts and weighs 44 kilograms. 
and therefore the um, electrical power density is of the order of seven kilowatts per kilogram, which is very good, I would say, for a first generation product. And it's something that we're looking at um, evolving and improving over the future generations. Okay, so you told us about how it works a bit, but tell us more maybe about the technical challenge uh, regarding these two this, these machines. The yes. integration brings some uh, some challenges yes. that you have to to deal with. Yeah. Yes. So the um, the idea of creating a smart machine is is very simple, complex uh, conceptually. Yeah. Um, however, it's not as easy as that. Um, the reason why on the system over here, uh, the electronics is separate, is that the environment in which the motor exists is a very harsh environment. So the electronics is taken away. We can now apply uh, some of the new electronic technologies and our increased know-how in order to be able to package the electronics to survive in that environment. So that's absolutely key. And um, it's allowed us to uh, further develop that know-how in creating um, technologies that can jointly manage the requirements of the rotating machine, which sometimes is very high speed, sometimes very high torque, uh, with that of the power electronics, without compromising performance. Okay. So this is a first technical challenge, but there is also something regarding the integration of electronics you told me about earlier. Yes. So the, um, the main aspects that we need to be very careful of are environmental, really. Mm -hmm. um, so I've mentioned harsh environment. Yes. What does that mean? It means high temperature. So uh, in the engine environment, uh, we can see temperatures uh, well in excess of 100 degrees C. Okay. Um, in the propulsion environment, you can see a whole range of temperatures right down to well below freezing. And um, therefore, the electronics needs to be robust to okay. that. We also have a vibration challenge. Uh, the, the engine vibrates. Um, engine mounted equipment has to be very robust. And equally, when you look at the propulsion, um, the, the propeller itself is a strong source of vibration. So the electronics has to be able to survive that robustly um, without malfunction. Okay. So this was for the technical challenge part, but there is also a commercial challenge with that machine. Yes. Um, so particularly in the context of the urban or suburban on-demand mobility type application, mm -hmm. where currently that type of transport is affected by uh, land-based um, media, like okay. uh, road vehicles or rail. So the costs of those are quite contained, and the industries concerned have done an awful lot to reduce the costs, both in terms of capital outlay, but also cost of use. Mm. And in order for these um, new airborne technologies to become widespread, they have to be competitive. Okay, so you have to think of that from the beginning and maybe already in kind of partnership with absolutely. some clients. Yes? So that's absolutely key that um, in order to 
help the industry move in that direction, that the suppliers talk from the start with the um, aircraft manufacturers or air vehicle manufacturers, maybe yeah. a more correct term, um, and also with the end users, because we need okay. to understand how to best optimize uh, the product, the manufacturing, and also the commercial way that we do business. Okay, thanks a lot. So this sounds really exciting and apparently uh, client-oriented, uh, yeah. even end, well, the, the, the last uh, customer-oriented. So tell us more about when will all that happen? I'm looking <laughs> forward to see uh, to take an air vehicle to come to see you in Pittstone, maybe. Right, nobody's <laughs> given me a crystal ball yet, but. Um, what we can say is that there is a huge amount of inertia already built up in these areas. Okay. Um, the environmental question is not going to go away. So if aerospace doesn't address it, uh, the impact will be very severe mm -hmm. on, on all of our companies. Okay. Um, the on-demand mobility side, you could say the financial power of the companies that are driving it are such that there is going to be a reaction. Um, okay. Something is definitely going to happen. Uh, you can already see in the world certain applications starting to appear. I read with, um, with interest about uh, an application where autonomous fixed wing aircraft are used to deliver medical supplies yes. in Africa. Uh -huh. And uh, that's a great example. Yes. Uh, in terms of uh, larger vehicles capable of carrying larger amounts of freight or people. Um, I don't know, I think a reasonably educated guess might be that we might see the first applications within about the next five years. Next five years, so it's coming, it's now, it's tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yes. so it's it's already a reality and you're, you're still working on it yes. to make yeah, it uh, so the, robust um, enough to... I mean the, I'm, I'm talking obviously about commercially viable vehicles and vehicles that can be certified. So there, is, okay. there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered and there are a lot of people working on answering those questions. Yeah, there is this but certification issue because otherwise some things, some prototypes are already flying, yes? yes? Yeah, you can, you can find them on YouTube, you know, you, you look up... Um, uh, VTOL or something similar and you'll find a video of somebody flying around a field with a multi-rotor electrically powered vehicle and okay. um, so it's definitely coming. It's definitely, definitely now. Okay, thanks a lot Giovanni. Um, we have uh, yeah, a, a short time but a, a time still to answer your questions if you have some. Do you have any questions dear audience? Even you, yes, you can, of course. <laughs> yeah? Okay, yeah, I have a short question. So you, you talked about uh, reducing the mass and uh, the size of uh, the parts. Uh, did you um, try it, uh, new technologies like um, uh, generative design or something like that to, to work on this? Did you hear the question? Yes, Giovanni? Yes, okay. so um, I'm not 100% familiar with the term generative design, but um, if you, are you talking about optimization processes? Um, and I uh, just a, a 
clarification. Sorry. Yeah, ju just to uh, give you some uh, clarification, so generative design is, uh, is, an, is a way to, uh, to compute a new design in order to, uh, um, with uh, some specifications like the way, the material, etc., in order to have, uh, to optimize uh, the shape of yeah. the part uh, with, a, with computer. And, uh, and try to find a lighter uh, part. So your question is, do they use yes. that kind of design to work on the, this y innovation? Yeah, if my question is, uh, if they are I uh, yeah, investigating to use this technology for that. Yeah, so um, at the moment we use our own specific tool set, let's say, to um, perform a, an optimization process uh, so, for example, in the smart machine, we have power electronics and an electromagnetic machine. Um, so, making sure that the operating points of those of that combination are correctly chosen is critical to make sure that we're not putting weight where it's not necessary. So, there is a definite process that we follow at the equipment level. Um, we're looking at certain technologies like additive manufacturing um, for aspects of the product. Um, additive manufacturing lends itself very well to optimization processes to study exactly where to put the material. Um, so I, I think the answer is yes, it's evolving at the moment. I think that maybe it's the opportunity also to talk about uh, the open innovation uh, saffron policies and saying that when you look for something, you always investigate to know what, uh, what exists already and how you can work together with yes. uh, other partners. Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, within uh, saffron and outside saffron as well, there is a, a network that is um, supported by saffron centrally and uh, we're able to use, use that and work with partners in order to help to accelerate specific areas of development. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is there another question? No? So thanks a lot for your attention. And I think it's time to close this conference. Even the technique says that, so thanks a lot for your attention. And if you want to come back to the booth tomorrow, we'll have uh, three new conferences on e-power field. Thank, Thank you. you.